And our leadoff hitter, the one and only Heidi Fang. Does she get a walk-up song? Come on. Where's her walk-up song? We got to do this. We got to do it right. Ladies and gentlemen, now batting. What's your number? What do you like, a two, a seven? What's your number? 17. Number 17. Heidi <laughs> Fang. A.K.A. The Fanger. Y la chona. Well, uh, you can tell that she's a Dodger fan playing this music. There oh, my God, no. <laughs> Sorry. I know. I just screamed out loud, and I'm around people. Sorry. What's up, Heidi? I'm sorry. Are you our astute traffic coordinator, our Formula One uh, person that can tell us, uh, you know, which way they're going to be driving on the strip? Are they going to be going both north and south? Okay. Are they going to be driving on both sides of the medium where the fake AstroTurf is and the palm trees and everything? I need to know these things. Probably. I really don't have the full lowdown. I mean, I've got some drone footage that... We've had people out taking um, around the area. So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, anything but a Dodgers fan. I got so distracted by that. And then I messed up um, a stand-up that or some local TV personalities were doing because I yelled, oh, my God, no. And I feel really bad about it. But if we're middle one, you got McLaren, you got Ferraris, you got the Red Bull racing team for stopping McLaren. Did I say McLaren's already? Anyway, they are going to be. I know that they've been doing a lot of work around UNLV area, they've got those, uh, you know, podium things that go up around there, the paddocks. They've got paddocks that are going to go up around Caesars. Um, there's a ton of work being done around the city, as you probably well know if you've been driving around anywhere near the 15 and all that area, how much construction's been done with everything that's happening. So, yeah, it, it's always, uh, always fun traffic-wise trying to find your way around these days. Because you never know if it's like freeway construction, Dean Martin construction, if they're doing something for the F1 paddocks, you know, but it's going to be a blast once this year comes, you know, full circle with all the major events coming into town. I mean, it's just, it's a sports dream right now to be in Las Vegas. Oh, by the way, we do have a Super Bowl coming in February. How about that? I'll still forget. Yeah, that. yeah, there's, there's that. There's that. Yeah, there is they've that. They've got a ball traveling around the city and everything that has a countdown. Yeah, I had, had my picture taken at the ball when they were over at the uh, the Westgate a couple weeks ago. That was, yeah, they came on by. Uh, so let me ask you this: uh, Are you covering the Formula One? I will not be certain. There <laughs> as of right now. Um, ideally, I'd love to be there to really? cover it. Really? I, would you? So, Seriously, why would you yeah. want to be in that mess? I don't want to be anywhere near that. I think it's a great time to go on vacation. It's a major event. I mean, in well, a sure business, like we're talking yeah. worldwide hey. thing, you know, that I've only for the lifetime that I've lived been able to see on TV. And so to experience any major sporting event to me is a treat. And whether it's F1, whether it's right, I mean, to watch cars drive at speeds that are just unconscionable for somebody like me to even think about how you would perform something like those tight turns. I just watched Gran Turismo, by the way. So, you know, I've been like, wow, 225 miles per hour on a turn. How? Like, you can watch it and witness ah. it. It's like, plus I got a cousin that's really into all the cars and stuff. He gets to look at all these prototype cars, and I've been seeing all the photos and things that he gets to photograph. I've been a little bit jealous. I haven't had the close opportunities he has with these vehicles that have been masterminded by people that are engineer geniuses that know how to do these things with cars. Yeah, I want to see it. Ah, so you're a race skank. 
Okay, I say that in fun and jest because you probably don't know where I'm going with that, but that's from the movie Focus. Great movie. Oh, okay. You see, you see Focus? Will I, Smith? I've seen it. I've seen it. Yeah. I've seen it. And Margot that, and, Robbie's in it. Yeah, Margot. And they, that's what they kept calling her. And she goes, I'm not a race skank. And they kept calling her that. I thought it was hilarious. Matter of fact, I just watched that again the other night. And one of the best scenes of all time is the gambling scene at the fake Super Bowl in the Superdome where they're betting on everything. That is phenomenal where Will Smith is betting with uh with with Dr. Uh, you or Wow or Woo wait, from from Law and Order. He's fantastic. You know what I'm talking about? I I've never you? watched Law and Order, uh, not one episode. Okay. <laughs> but you, have you seen Focus? You got to see Focus. Yes. Okay. Just yes. just go 30 minutes into Focus. I think it's 33 34 minutes into it and watch that scene. You don't need to watch the rest of it. That that's the best scene. I haven't watched it in a minute. I did watch it. I remember something about the number fifty-five, and yes! they're doing some kind of exactly. kind of grift. Yes, and they say everything that the guy is doing is like programmed to make him yes, think of five. Yes, yes. See, there that's it is. where I'm at. That's you, you got it. See, you nailed it. Now you spoiler alerted it for everybody you know who hadn't seen. But it. no, telling anybody about what the scene was. <laughs> that's true. Well, it's fifty-five. Just fifty-five. That's all they're going to know. And when they see it, they're like. Oh yeah, that's what the Fanger was talking about. Yeah, Fanger and <laughs> fifty-five, the race gank. I got it. Yeah. All right, let's talk a little VGK. Now I don't know if you were at the game last night. Uh, I was there. Uh, the opener, uh, Golden Knights win four to one. Uh, Chandler Stevenson goal. Jonathan Marceau goal. Ivan Barbashev goal. Uh, Jack Eichel goal. Jack Eichel. There it is. There go. I got them all. I want to make sure I got them all. Aiden Hill, 23, <laughs> sa- 23 saves for Aiden Hill. Uh, a convincing win. And, um, I don't know. Uh, you know, it, they started off on, on the right foot, so to speak. But I want to know what your take was on the, on the ceremony, because, you know, the game was supposed to start at like 7.30, and they backed it up to like 7.37, then it was going to be 7.45, then it was 7.53. It didn't get going until 8.14, because I believe they wanted to make sure that the um, Blackhawks, what, Penguins game was completed, and they wanted to make sure that they showed all of this on ESPN last night with the ceremony. So... Did you get a chance to see any of that, Heidi? I only saw it kind of on, what are we calling it now, X and on social media highlights. Yeah. So that's the time of night that I was kind of, you know, giving baths and tucking in uh, hospital corners, things like that, you know. Um, but it, I did catch up. I did actually report on it this morning, and I watched the ceremony, uh, but I didn't see how it went. On TV, if you know what I mean, like the sequence that you were discussing, yeah. I wasn't able to actually watch what happened in the turnover of channels and games. I just saw it like as it was, you know, presented, and I thought it, they did a beautiful job of it. I like the big jackpot thing. I mean, you have like sevens and golden knights and did you really? Stanley Cup did you really? Did you I really? Thought it was very you didn't. Vegas. You didn't think. You didn't think it was kind of cheesy. Here comes this big oh, old slot machine, and we're sitting. Very cheesy. I mean, it was Vegas. Exactly. But here's the thing. I mean, I thought the Marcus Royal thing on the UNLV sideline during football games was cheesy. Like, oh, turnover chain, like Miami. Now we. Oh, let's get the Vegas slot machine. Half these kids aren't even old enough to do the slot machine. 
So that was kind of goofy. Too, but know? it went viral, TC. Uh, it went viral. I guess. You're and right. And that's what the world is about these yeah. days. Yeah. What goes viral? Will this go viral? So let me let me set the stage. So we're watching this. So they bring they bring this gigantic slot machine out. I don't know if it was real, if it was constructed or what it was. And so when uh, Mark Stone goes and pulls the lever, we're going, oh, what's it going to be? Oh, I oh I get it. I bet Stanley Cup, Stanley Cup, Stanley Cup, three Stanley Cups, jackpot. There it is. There you go. There you go. Or as they did, as they say in in Ocean's Eleven. Susan B. Anthony, the old Susan, Susan B. Anthony, the way they end the movie with that. That's another classic one. You know what I'm talking about. Very. Yeah. yeah, I do. Yeah. That one I knew. So here's the deal, Heidi. How much do they spend on that slot machine? That's what I want to know. That's a great question. Mm-hmm. First, you got to program it. You don't just get, you know, any old thing. You have to be able to make sure it hits. Right. Well, you well you you're you're, you're not saying it was just a bunch. Of, are you trying to say you don't think it was like a, a just a, a bunch of cardboard or something? And it was like the uh, the um, you know the hand turned uh, Fenway Park or Wrigley Field where you know someone's in the back there and putting it up and putting up a card, putting another card and putting another card. You're not saying that it was that. Well, there was this one time I tried to make a hoverboard by taking a bunch of rubber bands and popsicle sticks with glue and then a fan over water. And my invention prototype didn't quite work out. So I'm pretty sure they didn't go that route. That's awesome. I'm pretty sure they probably paid What was that, sixth money. grade? Was that sixth grade or ninth grade? Oh, you did it like fifth or sixth. You know, everybody else had a volcano. Yeah. And I saw Back to the Future. Oh. And I wanted to make a hoverboard. And I thought I was going to be a genius and get a patent and stuff. And so I collected so many. You have no idea how many popsicle sticks I collected. I bet. Oh, my God. Well, I thought I was going to invent a hoverboard <laughs> with a fan and a little plastic ring thing that you filled up with some water. And, and I, had, I had a plan. I had a prototype. Back to the fake like, slot machine, okay? So what's, what's your guess? 35 <laughs> Forty grand, ten grand, fifteen grand. Uh, I mean, I would say for the size, the width, the materials, the programming, you got at least ten minimum. At least, I'm thinking at least ten. So, in retrospect, going back to my previous statement where I said I thought it was cool, and we're spending ten thousand dollars on slot machines that are just for a one-time show. Maybe it's not. That's where I'm going. That's where I'm going. (laughs) And I'm going to say I'm going to take the over on the ten grand. I think it, it this had to is be, Vegas, though. Uh, it had about to be, the grandeur. Yeah, I don't know. From a, you know, from the press box, it looked you know kind of cheesy. But but then here's the other thing, okay? And not to to, to bag on the Golden Knights because we love the Golden Knights, and okay, it was entertaining. But here's the deal: they have the banner, and then the banner comes up over the the slot machine, and it's like start to you know to raise up from the ground from the ice yeah, yeah, yeah. and then it stops yeah. okay let's oh and then i really felt like we were back at little league and you have a, <laughs> our, our guy bruce kusick who gets on the mic and says okay it is now time to pose for a photo and all the players go, oh, okay, well, yeah, you know, I guess we rehearsed this. Yeah. So now let's go out here. And meanwhile, the, um, Kraken, you know, waiting to play a hockey game. It's already 814 now. And now let's strike a pose, like Madonna once said. Uh, and, uh, we're, we're going to take a picture in front of the slot machine with, it has the Stanley Cup, uh, three Stanley Cups on there. And then now you have the banner. Okay. Now let's get back to playing hockey. So they slowly but surely start raising the banner up and we're going, okay. 
okay, well, how far is this going to go up? I, I know where the place on the rafters oh, is supposed to go. Uh, wait. <laughs> but, but it didn't. It went up about 50, 60 feet, and it, it went so slow, oh. I couldn't believe it. And they left it there. They just left it hanging up there. And I'm going, I know that's not the permanent housing spot for this thing. So, you know, like they did with the Aces and, and every other championship banner that I, you know, ceremony I've seen, they just have it in place, and then voila, they... Break down the curtain, you know, and then it's up there. That thing was sitting, you know, about you know eighty feet above the ice the whole game. It, 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 it I, thought the, I thought that was like maximum torque. Yeah. That they applied that maximum amount of torque. I don't know. I, you see again, you're getting engineer on me, and you, I don't. You're a better engineer than I am. You know. <laughs> I got that from my cousin Vinny. <laughs> they applied the maximum amount of torque as required by NASA engineers. There it is. Um, uh, Marissa Tomei. Oh, you you do a great Marissa Tomei. You do. I, I love that movie. I've seen it like 700 times. All right. Raiders. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about Monday night. I like, like the way I just segue. Boom. Raiders. 17, Boom. 17-13 home team. Well, wait a minute. Were they really the home team? What was your view on that? Were they the home team or not? This time... Um... You know, it's always hard to really tell in there. I think if anybody really took over the stadium, it was the Steelers in week four. So it felt this time around like maybe a 60-40 split, though, Packers to Raiders fans. You know, the Raiders fans out in the parking lot that I was speaking with, you know, they were just like, man, this is nuts. If we get back to winning, maybe, you know, we'll get to see some more Raider fans around here. But it's been, you know, a destination spot for what it's worth, you know. And when people come to Vegas and they see their team, they they want to be here. They want to be part of the action. They want to see Allegiant. They want that experience, the, the grandeur that the new stadium offers. So, I mean, two years in here where we've had you know, a lot of fans coming from all over, it's like every game you could see, wow, this whole side, the away side, is completely sold out by away fans. It's it's crazy how much takeover there's been by opposing teams. But really not I'd surprising, right? Not surprising? No, I mean, it's Vegas. Like it's a destination city. It's a new stadium. People want to come and, and get the experience, you know? Mm-hmm. Especially That's Packer I think fans. It's not so surprising. Especially, I mean, Steeler yeah. fans, Packer fans. I mean, circle on the calendar. You know, at the end of April when the schedule came out, it's like, oh yeah, you, you know, we're going to be there. I mean, remember, 100%. remember how Wisconsin fans flocked to Vegas to play UNLV or a bowl game or whatever. It's like, yeah. I mean, it, it's crazy. I mean, Packer fans are, you know, ten times over those those Badger fans. So. Yeah, for me, it was, it wasn't really a surprise, but, and again, we, we got to get used to it because we've seen it from, you know, with Washington to Philadelphia. Of course, you know, Broncos, Chiefs, we've seen that. Niners, uh, makes all the sense in the world, but, you know, I don't know. Patriot fans, I mean, they, they are having a, a pretty bad season, as we know. Is it going to be that way again <laughs> on Sunday? What do you think? Not if they watch the Saints game, they're not. Right. In 34 nothing. I don't think they'd be like, yeah, let me jump out and get my pocketbook and go see how much a ticket costs to Las Vegas unless they just, you know, are really that diehard. I'm not going to say people aren't diehard enough about their teams because, you know, you see a lot of loyal teams like the Steelers, you know, with even as banged up as they were and the, the team not doing well offensively at that point when they came out here for the Raiders, 
all of those fans still showed up because the Steelers, a yeah, country folks, they're they're ra- they're rabid about the team and their fandom. So I think it all just depends on the timing. Is it the right time? Weekend getting people out. You know, is the team doing well? Is the team not doing well? I don't know if that's so much of, of a thing or a factor because there's yeah, enough diehard fans in the world, the NFL, so they'll come out regardless just to even get the experience. So we'll, we'll see, but I don't know. I, I think the Patriots game may be the one where the Raiders are going to be able to have the 60% upper hand <laughs> right. on a 40% Patriots crowd. All right, so what's your overall takeaway from the game Monday night and what you've seen uh, from the Raiders' first five weeks? My overall takeaway from what I saw Monday night, um, they were able to spread the ball around more. They kind of got Josh Jacobs going a little bit more. At least he saw the end zone. Um, you know, when Devontae gets taken away, you see other guys step up like Jacoby Myers. He's going to be facing his old team and has a lot to make up for there based off of what happened against the Patriots, you know, to put his ship right against this team. Uh, and then you had the defense really starting to get the turnover battle uh, going to them in the past couple of weeks, starting off with Trayvon Merrick's first interception for the Raiders where the team, I mean, as a team, that was their first one of the season. And then you have Robert Spillane with a couple. Amik Robertson gets the first one as a cornerback, you know, for the Raiders. In light, uh, with Nate Hobbs not starting, he's been stepping up marvelously. So you think, you know, you you think this team has been with a little bit of chip on their shoulder. I'd say they're, they're trying to turn that rudder. But like they said in the Titanic, it's a big rudder and she turns pretty slow. But I think they're going to be able to kind of get things right down the stretch here. You look at the schedule. They got the Jets. They got the Giants. They have uh, maybe a tough one with the Lions on the road. You know, the Bears are on the schedule coming up. So I think that this game presents an opportunity for the Raiders to try to keep that momentum going off of the last two where they did do things right whether it was a win or a loss in the last one or two, you know, they have been getting things on the path that they need to go on to have success. They just need consistency. They need the offense to really get clicking. And, you know, there's got to be some times where you you look to those second reads a little quicker. uh, If you're Jimmy, I know he's getting, he got flushed out a couple of times out of the pocket and you saw Jermaine Illuminor, their right tackle was hurt. So they have brought in Thayer Mumford for most of the second half. Jermaine's a little banged up. But I saw him a little bit today in the locker room. He's looking like he might, you know, have got the treatment that he needed. Maybe he's going to come back out. The coach did say he's a little banged up. But I think um, if they can really solidify that offensive line, get Jimmy going with a little bit of time so he could progress down his reads, you're going to see a lot more from the offense coming, If especially, too, Josh Jacobs can keep it going. All right, got to see, uh, you know, five games. Uh, this team, I don't believe, has eclipsed, eclipsed over 300 yards yet. Uh, hadn't scored no, over 20 or points. or 20 points. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's just, yeah. it's insane. You know, after five games, I mean, let's let's face it, we're basically, you know, almost a third of the way uh, through the season. And that's, uh, you know, that's not a trend. I mean, that that's not... You know, that's basically, okay, you kind of are what you are at this point in time. And, you know, I feel that they are getting a little bit of a break with the schedule. They got the Packers last week, obviously, with, you know, with Jordan Lovett quarterback and the way the Patriots are, are, are playing right now. So uh, they've got an opportunity as bad as they've played, uh, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, they may be able to put a, a few wins together here. We'll see. 
We will see. I mean, it starts, you know, with this game. Can Prediction. Keep it, can Prediction. Keep it going? Give it to me. What do you got? Drum roll, Nub Chunk. Um, Here comes a Heidi Fang prediction. Here it is. If they start Mac Jones, Raiders 21, Patriots 13. Ooh, 21. They're going to eclipse that 20, huh? I think they're going to just barely, barely, it's baby steps. PC, baby steps. <laughs> like, what about Bob? Baby steps to the front door, baby steps to the elevator, baby steps downstairs. Look at the They're references. The movie references that we have gotten on during this segment, <laughs> I, I, it's like four, maybe five, you know? <laughs> they always say, talk about what you know. I watched a whole hell of a lot of movies. <laughs> I love it. And you, and you and I watch the same kind of like goofy, meaningless movies. There it is. Yes. You know? Those are my favorite. I just wait it for you to zone out. I'm just waiting for you to give me a, a Fargo line uh, uh, you know, before we exit here. <laughs> pancakes. Let's go get some pancakes. <laughs> go bears. Yeah. The pancake house. Oh. Uh, yeah. You notice anything? Uh, did you notice anything, uh, you know, significant? You really got to go for the clear coat, TC. If you don't get the clear coat, <laughs> I mean, the clear coat's really worth it. I thought she was going to go with the circumcision line. That's where I thought she was going to go. Uh, no, that's not meant for radio. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's your show. You're right. You're right. It's probably it's probably more meant for television. You're right. For the big screen. <laughs> uh, hey, but we didn't get a visual of that on uh, during the movie. Okay, so you know it was just a it was just audio. So we're giving you audio here. Come on, Heidi Fang. Have some fun. Audio. See, there it is. Audio. Audio. All right. I'll see you later, audio. I appreciate. Uh, okay. You know. Don't forget to get the clear coat. It's really going to add a whole extra three years to that paint shop. Oh, yeah. Don't forget. It's a Radisson, you oh, know. Oh, yeah. It's a Radisson. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like oh, yeah. Heidi. Heidi, I, I really like you. I like you so much. I really like you. I like you so much, Heidi. You really like me? You really like me? <laughs> That's Michael Yamagina. He just checked in. <laughs> Oh, I thought that was a Sally Field from the Oscars. No, we're we're, st- we're still a Fargo. Uh, Michael Yamagita. Uh, you didn't catch that in the yes. Radisson during the lunch? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay, there it is. All right, we will let you go, my dear. Thank you for the nonsense. All right. We always count- thank you. You're so welcome. That's what we do. Hasta la vista, baby. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Bye. There it is, Heidi Fang, Las Vegas Review Journal. Go check out her photos, her blogs, her videos, everything. RJ, Heidi Fang appearing at a sporting event near you.